It's a big day. The portal is officially open. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerbeam. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining me as he does every single Monday, it is the Lindsey Crosby of AuburnDaily.com and a million other things. But Lindsey, the transfer portal window is officially open for all all of college football. It's been open for certain teams that have changed coaches, but now it's open for everyone. It's open for everyone. And how can the Auburn Tigers win the first day of the portal? And I think it comes down to five, six, maybe seven or eight kind of fringe players on this roster, Lindsay, that I don't think would go pro. And Auburn needs for depth or potentially could break out this upcoming season. You got to keep those guys from transferring. transferring. And let's start with the quarterback position because so many Auburn folks hate that they never really got to see this guy. But Holden Gurner is a dude that I would like to stay. I would like him to stay at Auburn. I think he makes the quarterback room better. I think it sounds like he made tremendous progress from last season to this season with a bunch of coaching turnover. I think you kind of like that progression. And with bowl practices, extra opportunities to give to Holden Gurner, he's the first guy where it's like if he somehow last five or six or seven days into this portal window without transferring, I think it'd be huge for Auburn. Yeah, it's like we heard all fall that he had the most arm talent of any of the quarterbacks, right? That just from a pure ability to spin a football, he had more talent than the rest of the room. And so we don't necessarily expect him to be the starter, right? Whether it's you, you know, you keep the guys you have, you're bringing in Walker White, looking at train, all that kind of stuff. But you feel confident that based on his arm talent, that if Auburn had to turn to him, he could make something happen for like, it's an important depth piece. It's an important insurance policy. Um, and then I think also that's, that's something where you have to be concerned if he leaves, what happens if you end up trying to coordinate, bringing in a new quarterback, you play a bowl game, you don't have like, you know, you're, you're missing play. If you do put, go in the portal, you're not playing in the bowl game. And so it's very, very easy to see a scenario where if Holden Garner stays, depending on what happens with the portal and the quarterbacks and what Auburn's looking to do, he yeah. could end up starting the bowl game for Auburn simply because he's Maybe, the he's the guy Peyton, left. But Yeah, if Peyton were to transfer, which I don't think he's going to, no. um, and that's why I don't have Peyton on this list, but sure. I mean, that, that is a that is a scenario that could happen. I, I, I totally get that. Yeah, it's just like keeping that leadership, keeping that arm talent is something that you need to have on this roster as an emergency thing, as a, if nothing else, it makes everybody better in practice. Sure. All right, running back. Brian Batty is a name that I think Auburn should do whatever they can to keep him from entering the portal. I believe he can grad transfer without without suffering any sort of penalty. So um, Brian Batty is another one. I love Auburn's running back room. Mm -hmm. I think Auburn needs to do everything they can to make that running back room not change any. And, and I think Damari Austin's also in this conversation just because of his situation. I don't think anybody would blame Damari Austin if he transferred. But I don't get the vibe that he's going to, but it would make sense for him too. But it seems like he really loves Auburn. He also put out a cryptic tweet 
a few days ago talking about, you know, he's not done or something like that. So I, I think that was him saying that he's coming back. But um, I think that's worth noting too, Brian Batty. And then we'll stick with offense here. Javarius Johnson at wide receiver, Lindsey, had a great iron bowl. When he's been healthy, Javarius Johnson's been the best receiver on this team. And I think there's so much value in having a guy like VAR return, especially with all of these very, very special and talented wide receivers coming in. Uh, oh, yeah, Auburn got Cam Coleman over the weekend. We've already got multiple <laughs> podcasts about it. We should check that out. But I, I think I think with the, all these guys coming in, keeping Javarius Johnson would be huge. I don't feel good about Auburn's chances of keeping him right now because he he was one of the guys that walked out on senior day before the Iron Bowl started. And that's usually kind of a sign of like, this is my last, this is going to be my last game here. So that's that's a big name I'm watching. Yeah, and and that's something we, we talked about the three incoming transfers didn't necessarily really produce a lot as far as, you know, Mardner and Shorter and, and, and Hooks. And obviously you'll have Caleb Burton, but bringing in these incredibly talented young yeah. players who are young, I mean, they are 17, 18 years old right now, having an experienced voice like Javarius Johnson in the room if nothing else helps with that transition into college football, because it is, it is different. Yes. I understand some of them have played at the highest classification in Alabama, sure. but there's still a big difference from that to the sec. And so being able to bring him back, hopefully having him fully healthy could give a nice, uh, safe, like security blanket to, uh, to Peyton Thorne next season, because it's a guy he's already familiar with. It's a guy he's worked with and it's, they have chemistry together already. So, Bringing him back for his super senior year would be nice. And you have to think that he immediately would be one of the focal points of the offense out of the slot were he to yeah. come back simply because of the familiarity with the scheme and the players. Sticking with the offensive side of the ball, Luke Deal announced on a, a conversation with Jason Caldwell with Auburn 247 that he's coming back for his sixth and final year. Does that cause a ripple effect with somebody kind of waiting their turn for a larger role in the tight end room? I don't know because... I can't imagine a whole lot of the tight ends are upset with what their usage was this past year. I think Luke Deal and Tyler Fromm, they seem like guys that are going to stay. Brandon Frazier, I've talked about this several times about him. I felt like if he was going to leave Auburn, I feel like he would have already done it. And yeah. he got a bigger role this year because of it. Good for him. Rivaldo's an interesting one. And then Mike O'Reilly Ducker. I mean, if I had to pick a tight end to like that was probably going to leave, I don't want this player to leave, but if I had to guess who in the tight end room is going to transfer out, my guess would be Mike O'Reilly. That's my concern as well. And and the thing with him is if you break the tight ends up into your receiving options and your blocking options, he's the natural, I guess, backup or heir apparent to Rivaldo Fairweather as far sure. as a pass catching tight end. So if he were to leave, all of a sudden, you're one injury away from having to, you know, run out as a primary receiving option, a Luke deal with Tyler Fromm or Brandon Frazier, things like that. Uh, but at the same time, we, we haven't heard anything that he's not happy. Uh, we are bringing in a, a tight end in the class, but uh, very easy for a tight end to redshirt their freshman year. It feels like Mike O'Reilly's the big linchpin in that room as far as he can see there's a very easy path to. Uh, a starting role after Revolta Fairweather is finished and uh, a significant portion of offensive snaps and targets were he to come back. So I imagine that's that's going to be appealing, but that's going to be a, a deliberate job. You have to go out and sell him on and re-recruit him to stay at Auburn. 
Yeah, just a gut feeling. Would not be shocked if Mike O'Reilly entered the portal the first week that it was open. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll we'll wrap up with offense and move to defense. Um, offensive line, I think Auburn's in a really good spot where a lot of these offensive linemen should be happy. We've talked about the importance of keeping Dylan Wade. I don't think you have to worry about him transferring anywhere. But Dylan Wade, I think it's going to be either Auburn or the NFL. Mm-hmm. And so it's not really a transfer portal conversation, but that that's how Auburn could continue to win the offseason, I guess, if Dylan Way were to say, but I don't think that decision is going to be made or even announced um, anytime soon, but I could be wrong. Jeremiah Wright is a guy that I'm watching. I would not be shocked if he left, but I don't want him to. I don't want Jeremiah Wright to leave. I don't think he's a starter on this team moving forward, but if you're telling me Jeremiah Wright's your sixth or seventh best offensive lineman, I take that, considering he was our best offensive lineman a few years ago, <laughs> right? I mean, that, that's kind of where we've come as far as the development of that part of the roster. So uh, the fact that Jeremiah Wright's kind of coming off the bench for you right now, I love that. I don't want to lose that depth, but I wouldn't I wouldn't blame him if he chose to leave. But that's another way Auburn could win this transfer portal window by keeping a guy like Jeremiah Wright. Yeah, he feels like he's your first man up at either guard spot. Um, I don't necessarily think I think he's played center or has ability to, to kick into center, but he's your first man up at either guard position if somebody were to go down. Yeah. Uh, and like we've seen, an absolute road grader in the run game. And so having him would be nice as a security thing again and for depth if somebody were to get hurt because offensive linemen get, get hurt all the time. They're in 70 car crashes a game. It makes sense. And you want to have quality sure. depth as your sixth and seventh guys. And look, this isn't this current staff's fault, but if I was Jeremiah Wright, I wouldn't, I would not be happy with how Auburn handled him. I mean, changing positions every five weeks, it felt like. Um, surely that did not help his development. So we'll see how he responds. But that, that's a name that would not surprise me if he portaled out early in the transfer window. All right, let's talk defense because I think these are arguably more important because there's just I think there's less depth at a few defensive positions going into the offseason, Lindsay. So let's let's touch on the defensive line in just a moment. Right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the best place to find qualified candidates for your small business, medium-sized business, large business. It doesn't matter. You got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. They have the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. It's not just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and they may not have enough time or resources to hire. So let them take care of it for you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. And it's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Alumni Hall. If you're an Auburn fan, you know you know that the best place to buy all of your Auburn swag is at Alumni Hall. They've got three incredible Auburn-themed stores in Huntsville, in Auburn, and in Opelika. And if for some reason you can't make it to any of those three stores, go to alumnihall.com, and you will see an incredible selection of officially licensed merchandise um, for all SEC teams if you go to the website. But, of course, for your Auburn Tigers, be sure to check out our friends at Alumni Hall. Got several texts and DMs from all of you guys throughout the season. When you stopped in, you said you needed a hat or a shirt. Thank you all so much for stopping by Alumni Hall, and it sounds like everybody was very pleased with their selection and their pricing. So be sure to check out our friends 
at Alumni Hall. It's where I buy all of my Auburn gear. Lindsay's in the same boat there. So alumnihall.com or their three physical locations in Huntsville, Auburn, and Opelika. Lindsey Crosby, our guest on this Monday, looking at defense. Justin Rogers is an interesting name for me. I get the vibe, Lindsay, that the defensive lineman, former five-star, was at Kentucky, transferred here this past offseason. I get the vibe that he wanted to be here for a year and then go to the NFL. And I just don't think, I don't think that's going to happen. Like, I don't think he's a top like four round draft pick. So do you leave in that situation? Because my understanding is he's being taken care of. So I don't really know like if that's a better situation for him, but he may just want to move on and there might be a chance for him to move on somewhere else. I don't know, but that's a name I'm watching. Justin Rogers. Yeah, it, in the d- days of NIL, it feels like it's a little bit easier for these guys to say, well, I'm going to come back and improve my draft stock and then try it again versus having to go pro be- because the option is doing nothing, getting nothing, no compensation, nothing like that. Um, it felt like, I think I remember hearing a little bit of health and conditioning issues in camp and things like that. And it felt like he kind of got started slow. And so because of that, you never really saw him make that massive impact that we know he could have and that we thought was possible. So coming back, I feel like is probably in his best interest. It's definitely the defense's best interest. And it just ensures that you still have that nose tackle for this scheme because behind these guys, you don't really have anybody on the roster that screams, this is a nose tackle if you were to lose uh, Justin Rogers. I mean, obviously you have Jason Jones, but you don't want to have just one guy. You need to have at least, you know, two and situations where obviously they're both on the field at the same time and, and run downs and things like that. So him coming back would be big. And I feel like in the era of NIL, it's a lot easier to say, yeah, he's going to come back and be fine because the money would be equivalent to what you'd make as a sixth or seventh rounder or an undrafted free agent. Yeah. If it's that high, I mean, we don't know the exact numbers, but right. like, we'll see. We'll see the staff traps. Uh, they track loafs a lot. And it sounds like a lot of the times he was, he was up there in the loaf category. So we'll see. Maybe this just isn't mesh. I don't know. But to me, I think I think Rogers underachieved this year. So I'm curious to see how that's handled this offseason. Other defensive linemen I'm really, really watching is Zakevius Walker. I kept expecting a bigger role for him over the course of the season, especially after some guys went down like Masai and Asili Kite. And Walker, like he didn't have as big a role. As I thought, he got passed up by Keldrick Falk. So we'll see, um, but that that's another name that I'm watching, Lindsay. At Jack, I think everybody's going to stay put. I think Jalen McLeod will end up returning. We'll see what happens. Steven Sings, I think he will end up returning. We will see what happens. And then Britton Williams, unknown guy, but I think he's going to be in a situation where I don't think it would make sense for him to transfer now. I think it would make, him trans- make sense to transfer next year because I don't know if he's going to stay above Jamonta Waller or Joseph Phillips on the depth chart, but I think he should stay for another season because I think he's got a good chance to play this upcoming season. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I, I don't, I'm not expecting a whole lot to change in that room, Lindsay, with the exception of just getting very talented people. And then linebacker, dude, it just seems like there's too many guys in this room. And there's a lot of talk. Is Eugene Asante going to stay or leave? 
from an NFL standpoint, which makes sense. But outside of that, like, I don't think Cam Riley can go to the league. Wesley Steiner, Austin Keys. So it would not shock me if any of these guys entered the portal. And I, I think Auburn's going to be okay with it. Cam Riley, Wesley Steiner, Jake Levant, Robert Woodyard, Powell Gordon. He entered the portal last year and then came back because uh, that scholarship became available again. So yeah. I, I'm curious to see. This is a room that I think could really, really leave. I, I think a lot of these guys could enter the portal. I was talking about this earlier, like I guess before the season. It's a very top-heavy room. There's a lot yeah. of juniors, a lot of seniors. And so in a situation like that, you've gone through now a second coaching staff and you're still not getting on the field. It makes a lot of sense that this is when you would look to transfer before your final year of eligibility. The one right. guy that I think would probably would hurt if he were to leave would be Robert Woodyard simply because he is so much younger than the rest of the room. And that's somebody who you could have. He's a redshirt freshman this year. You know, he could be around two or three more seasons. And if he were to transfer out, it's different to lose him than it is to lose one year of a West Steiner or a Cam Riley. So I'd like to see Woodyard stay. But other than that, I think that's right on the nose of we have a lot of guys. Auburn seemingly identified the couple that they trust that they want to play often like Asante. And so if you lose a Riley or a Steiner, you can kind of scheme around that and be okay. I just do. I, I just for depth purposes, I do think Woodyard would be nice to keep on the roster um, because that's multiple years of eligibility and, and another piece in your room for quite a while. Yeah, and then a defensive back, I think it's more about who can you keep from going to the NFL, not necessarily the portal, right? The, yeah. These upperclassmen safeties. Um, Gilbert is interesting. Marquise Gilbert, like, could he enter the portal? I, got, I don't think that would shock anybody. But outside of that, like, your juniors are Caleb Wooden, Champ Anthony, and then the incoming JUCO product, um, Quan Robinson. I All those guys should be pretty happy. I mean, all those guys... Um, obviously, Quan Robinson hasn't played yet, but he's coming into a situation where he should get some pretty serious playing time. Mm -hmm. And you look at Caleb Wooden and Champ Anthony, both of them got more snaps on the field this season than I expected them to, and I think they did well. So they should have a pretty clear path to playing time. So I don't really see that happening. It's the group after that that, I, that I'm interested in. The redshirt freshman from this past class, your Colton Hood, your Tyler Scott, your CJ Johnson, JC Hart, Sylvester Smith, the guys that came in last year and didn't play at redshirted. That that's kind of the the chunk of this group that I'm looking at from a transfer portal standpoint. I think the top part, the older guys, as far as keeping them from going to the NFL, is very very important. But from a transfer portal perspective, is almost the younger guys that I'm looking at more. You could never have enough defensive backs, and that's right. something I've I've kind of looked at. You feel good about your guys like a JD Rem, you know, as far as sticking around. He understands what his role is going to be, but those young guys, defensive back depth can quickly get out from underneath you if you're not careful because you always use more than you expect, sure. and one or two bad injuries. Another area of concern: you've got to re-recruit the roster. You've got to keep some of these guys, and then I do think Auburn probably dependent on some of those NFL decisions. Auburn probably needs to bring in a higher level transfer that they can plug into the starting rotation uh, pretty relatively quickly in the portal just based on what some of these potential NFL guys do. If you see two of them go to the league, you need to bring a starter in, a veteran starter to supplement some of these young guys because like yeah. you said, there's a couple that redshirted and then there's you know your, your freshman sophomores that need to have a veteran presence in that room. 
Yeah. So there's a timeline aspect of this that I want people to realize. We'll discuss that. And also just Saturday night's SEC championship game. It kind of got me thinking, Lindsay. We'll discuss those things in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel is the best place to wager on all of your sports action. As the weather gets colder, the offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. And look, you can just put $5 on both teams' money line. You're going you're gonna to win. You're going to win, and you're going to get that extra 150 bucks. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So, of course, visit FanDuel.com slash on to kick off your sports winning. And FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Lindsay, when you look at what happened a year ago in the portal, Everybody entered in those first 48 hours that it was officially open, which will be mm-hmm. today and tomorrow. And then folks kind of panicked a little bit because it took a while for folks to commit. And so I just want to remind everyone, because I was part of this, it, it, all, it all took longer to unfold in both transfer windows than I realized. So I think folks are going to take their time. I also think even though, like nobody's really seems to like try to hide that tampering is happening. It's pretty wild. I still think that is an element of it. You you say, okay, cool. You're coming here. Announce in a week. Let's yeah. visit, visit this upcoming weekend and then announce three days after that. That almost kind of feels like what it's, what's happening here. So uh, I just want to put that out there. Like, let's just pause. We will see you know, when people, when Auburn offers people, and we'll of course discuss that on the show as well as Auburn's bowl game, which we'll, t- we'll touch on that throughout the week as well, Lindsay, but I, I just thought that was an important note that we missed on. I think I think media-wide, industry-wide, we missed on that. We thought that it would happen faster than it did, but I think you're going to see teams use that whole window at times to uh, get guys to commit. So I thought that, do you have anything to add on that before we talk about the championship game? I think the one big thing also to remember with the transfer portal is the deadlines that you commonly hear about the how long the window is, that is the deadline to enter. You don't have to commit by the time that window ends. And so as long as you're in the portal by that last date, you can still commit sometime after that. Now, obviously, there's deadlines based on when you have to be enrolled for spring semester and things like that. But yes. you don't... But you don't have to commit by the time the window closes. You just have to be in the portal by then. So that's right. Yeah, it's going to take a little bit longer than we're expecting, and just be patient with the whole process. And just a reminder: if you are a graduate, if you are a grad transfer, the window does not apply to you. You can whenever you want. Whenever. Yep, that's right. That's right. Which we saw a few folks go ahead and enter the portal last week. That's why it had nothing to do with the window. It had to do with them being graduates. So worth noting worth following. So I'm watching the SEC championship game. And of course it's every Auburn fans worst nightmare watching Alabama and Georgia again in mm-hmm. the SEC championship game ended up being a solid game, but man, it just, it stinks to think about the fact that one, it's your two biggest rivals, but Auburn had a really great shot to beat both of those teams this season, given on how just those game plans and those two games unfolded. And I think Lindsay, when you couple that, with the fact that you see all of these talented players on, I mean, these two teams are the class of college football. They have been for the last half decade. And the quality of athlete that's making play after play after play in that SEC championship game, 
is a type of player that's coming to Auburn next season, which is incredible, which is incredible. It's really the first time you felt that since 2017 when Auburn played Georgia in that SEC championship game, Lindsay. And to me, I think that was comforting and exciting to think about as I watched that game Saturday. And of course, that comes after Cam Coleman commits and Perry Thompson flipped from one of the schools playing in that game to join Auburn. And obviously, there's a handful of other guys. Demarcus Riddick is another one that was committed to one of those teams playing and is now playing at Auburn. Joseph Phillips, man, Georgia really thought they were going to get that kid, and he ended up coming. He's going to come to Auburn. But it's just, it stinks because we've got to wait. It stinks because we've got to wait for all these guys to help Auburn get closer to that point. But it is a factual thing that is happening. The talent gap between Auburn and these two teams that played on Saturday in Atlanta, the talent gap is closing. And I just want to remind everyone that when Hugh Freeze was hired, we all agreed on one thing, that this was going to be a build. And so, yes, 6-6 six and six this past season was, uh, I think, Auburn underachieved. And Hugh Freeze pretty much said that this past Monday at his press conference, that Auburn underachieved this past season. But the talent gap is closing. The talent gap is closing, and I think when you look at what we all think is going to be Hugh Freeze's worst roster during his time here, and he was in in the fourth quarter, really the last play of the game in the Iron Bowl and in the fourth quarter against Georgia, and those are the teams that are just head and shoulders better than everybody else in college football right now, or at least in the SEC, and Auburn was right there. I was right there, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about moral victories. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, it's a barometer for success when you play them. It doesn't matter. You can call it whatever you want. The talent gap is closing because it is very evident when you watch Alabama and Georgia on the field, it's filled with NFL players. That's coming to Auburn, and it's coming very, very soon. And I think people should be encouraged by that. There's a little tiny complaint that I want to get off my chest real quick, if you'll indulge me. Go ahead. Uh, I've seen some people, and I, I think it's a bad faith argument, but I've seen some people going on about, how is Hugh Freeze any better than Brian Harson when you look at their year one records? Yeah. And and I think the big context missing out of trying to make an argument of just solely on-field performance in year one, Auburn underachieved under both coaches. But I think the big difference is, uh, there's two really. One, Brian Harson's year one roster was way more talented than Hugh Freeze's year one roster. Agreed. So much of Hugh Freeze's year one roster was transfers from the G5 level that you were bringing up to a higher level of competition to try to fill holes on the roster. Whereas Brian Harson in year one had Bo freaking Knicks. That's right. And a bunch of recruited players who were committed to Auburn. And then I think two is the other big difference here is you can confidently look at what Auburn put out on the field this season and say... From all the evidence we have, that is going to be the least talented roster that Hugh Freeze will have at Auburn. Right. And you couldn't do that under Brian Harson because he didn't know where Central Phoenix City was. He didn't care to recruit. And Hugh Freeze has literally made that the focus of his first year on campus has been, I need to get in front of as many of these players as possible, get them to commit to our school, and they're doing it. Uh, and so, like, yes, the on-field performance in year one slipped. It was an underachievement based on what we think Auburn could do. But 
the future is incredibly bright because like you said, we're bringing the same caliber of athletes to Auburn that your Georgia has, that your Alabama has, that schools like an LSU or a Texas have. And so you're going to be back into that conversation. And in the meantime, I do want to remind folks that right now, this is a very, very special time of the year because this is in-home Hugh season. Hugh Freeze is allowed to go to people's homes and sit down with them and their mamas and their daddies and talk to them about playing for Auburn. And that has been a recipe for success in the last year. And I'm very excited between now and the start of spring practice to see what kind of players commit to come to Auburn because of his drive to go find the best possible athletes to make this program better. Talking to folks who have witnessed an in-home hue in person, it's apparently like the most incredible like clothes ever. So we'll see. We'll see what Hugh, happens. Hugh drinks tons of coffee because coffee is for closers. Coffee he was is a closer. for closers. Hey, if you're in Nashville this week, hit me or Lindsay up. We're going to be up there covering um, the the MLB winter meetings, and um, I think we'll have some free time. So if, if folks want to, if you're in Nashville and, and want to talk some Auburn football or something, hit us up. Maybe we can do something. Lindsay, how can people check out everything you've got going on? I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. It's the hub for everything. If it's uh, college baseball, AuburnDaily.com. We're covering Auburn Tigers. If it's minor league baseball, Locked in MLB Prospects. If it's major league baseball, BravesToday.com. Yes, and you can find all my written work at auburndaily.com, and there will be some bravestoday.com content this week as well. And we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.